Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zack. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is the Bonsai Beat. I am Jellicoon. I'm Zach. And, uh, bring any more reviews? Yeah, I'm thinking like, man, what would be the best intro? Like, say who they are, all that jazz. Nah, I fuck it up every time. <laughs> Do people expect us to change it up? I don't know. I don't know. Because like, you never know when someone new is listening. Mm-hmm. They're like, who, who are these jerks? Who's yeah, if we voices? just did random fun stuff, then someone might not even know. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we're an anime podcast. About podcasting and anime. I'm still trying to recover from the shock of what we're going to be reviewing, though. Oh, the horror of it all. The horror. I enjoyed it, but... The horror of it all. So did you watch it dubbed or subbed? Dubbed. Okay, so did I. Good, we can discuss that. I can't even comprehend what I watched. Oh, should, should we even tell people what we're, like, what we're reviewing today? We have to, because it's, it's, it's so much of a mindfuck even knowing what you're getting into. I imagine a lot of people have seen it by now. I would hope. What is its official title? It's the Madoka Magica. Maha, Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica, the movie 3. Rebellion. Rebellion. Yep, so we watched that, and continuing our recent trend of watching movies, although this is an extension of a show we've seen, so I guess it's not that lazy. But it was a long movie, actually. I was, was getting into this whole ordeal of cooking dinner for myself, trying to practice my culinary skills, and I'm like, the movie can't be more than an hour, and then I started in like hours, two, hours. two hours. Yeah. So it was pretty long. Um, I'm going to talk about what I watched that was airing first before we get into that. Yeah, go, go, so, go for it. Um, I'm current with Nisekoi, which I only wanted to mention. Normally we don't because it's like, it's Nisekoi, it's the same thing. But I'm enjoying it so much more than the previous season. Like, season two is making me like all the characters more than I did last season. Like, so far they've been, like, focusing each episode on one character. Um... I guess they had a similar pattern in the first season, but, like, they actually made me like Marika's character, and I found her hopelessly annoying in the first season. I don't know, I don't know how current you are. Uh, I have not watched the last two episodes. Mm. Well, you saw, like, Marika's one and the Valentine's Day one then, right? Yeah, I saw the Valentine's Day. That was a, the last one I watched. Yeah, I think they make Marika's character more likable, and then Onodera hasn't really got a big part in it yet, really. Her sister was in one of the most recent. Yeah, episodes. that's what I saw. Like they briefly glimpsed her sister, and then like the next episode was uh, them. 
So basically, I'm just enjoying season two much more than the first season. Instead of focusing on the tease of like whose key is it, and then basically the viewer knows who's never going to find out. This is basically just like enriching relationships of each girl to the main character, Ichijo. So I'm enjoying it much more. I wish girls made statues of chocolate for me. I know. It's great. He's like a Greek god, too, (laughs) in the statue. Oh my god, the Haru episode's great, too. She, like, hates him because she hears, like, all of his womanizing, but he also likes Onodera. So she's, like, trying to protect her. It's great. Oh, what? I gotta watch that episode. Yeah, like, she's, like, the first girl that dislikes him. But, of course, you can see her slowly be won over into the harem. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't know, I find this one much more enjoyable. Like, it's the same humor, but I don't know, or I know it's not going to waste, like, five of my minutes every episode of being like, oh, is this the key? Like, it just focuses on, like, explaining more about the characters. Yep. Um, Except for the one, like, filler episode where... Uh, but the blue hair thing... girl like fights the rival. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was kind of that was kind of stupid. But the rest of putting. My question too was like, I'm thinking about you know they call it Nisekoi false love. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where, where's the false love here? Like, they all clearly care for the main character. Yeah, I guess the false love was when they initially faked it, Chitoge and the main character. But that, it's becoming yeah, the real the only, love. Yeah, that was the only thing I could think of too. Was like. Did it have to do with the situation at first? I don't know. So that's what I wanted to mention about that, is if you were unsure about watching season two, I think you should, because it's better. Yeah. They really get off the point of, oh my god, oh my, I'm so... Like, they still do that, but, like, the the stories and the episodes seem a lot more thorough, and, um... Yeah, like I, I feel like I can assign what character each episode is about, whereas before it was like, this episode, half of it was about the key. Like, who cares? I'm done caring. Yeah, well, I just, I mean, I know it's a tease either way, so just show me more about the girls. Like, I don't care, like, about their past or the key anymore. Yes. And the funny thing, too, <laughs> I was watching something, you know, normally in the, uh, normally in the, uh, you know, Blu-rays and stuff, you know, they'll have steam or light or stupid stuff to, to you know, oh, we want to show you a boob, but we can't, so. So, what randomly placed bottle. I don't know. Real movies do it, too. Yeah, yeah, but in the, the on the Blu-ray, that stuff goes away. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I was watching, <laughs> I was reading about how, uh, Shaft was like, here's here's more steam in the Blu-ray. Like they added like three times the amount of steam. Like especially like in the hot. Remember the hot tub episode of the first season? Oh yeah, the hot springs. Yes, they added even more steam. Oh my god! Like that was like an appropriate amount of fan service. There wasn't that much steam in the original. So no, <laughs> people had side by sides of the image. Oh yeah, you sent that to me. That was funny. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck. But yeah, check out season two if you haven't. It's pretty good. And then the most underrated, well, not most underrated show this season, but I'm really enjoying Triage X. It's the the one with the great big tits, which isn't <laughs> it isn't off putting to me because I don't you, watch shows for the no, fan service. No, you, you because you watch High School DXD. 
Right. So you just expect it now. No, this is like disproportionately big. Well, the other ones you could categorize as, but this is like twice the size. Like, Can you remind me what the hell Triage X is about? Okay, well, it's about like these hitmen. I think I related it to Psychopaths before, but they all work for the hospital and they like say people are diseases on society and they go like take out the crime. They're already held up in the hospital, but no, let's go kill them anyway. No, no, no. They work at the hospital, the the good people that are also assassins. These people that are bad don't work at the hospital. Oh, no, the no, hospital's no. all just a front. It's like no. Oh, okay. Thing. No, I thought, like, the people who are evil, like, got sick and were put in the hospital. And the <laughs> and assassins were like, showing up, like, up their morphine or something. No, but there's only ten episodes, and I'm on nine when it comes out. and So I have no idea where it's going to go. So that's probably why it's a bad show overall. But I've enjoyed every episode. I think they do the good versus evil the correct way. Much mm-hmm. like Death Note. Good versus evil is like a way of thinking rather than just like, this person has all the money. He's evil. <laughs> yeah, yes, all rich people are evil. Because, yeah, like a lot of crime movies do that. They're like, this person who isn't the police and wants the money is evil. So, um I don't know. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. The fan service is awful, but I'm not watching it for that, so I don't care. What kind of fan service is it? Just like random tits for the sake of it, or? Um, that's another thing it does well, I guess. It's like the fan service is not related to like the actual story, whereas I feel like some shows would annoyingly interrupt the story to like panty shot or like tits. It'll just be like at the beginning or end where they're like, got a shower after the last mission and stuff like that. Okay. So it's like obvious fan service, but it, it's not annoyingly sprinkled in. And then, let's see. I'm still watching the, is it okay to pick up girls in a dungeon? And it's, uh, I forgot how someone, someone made an analogy for it. They're like, it's sword art, but with more girls or something. More boob. More boob. But... Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I've heard I don't, it's gotten I don't really know if annoying. I like the show or if I just dislike sword art, but I, I think it's. Oh, I don't know. It's all right. I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not enthused either way. Are you going to finish out. it and just say screw it, or? Oh, I'm going to finish it. It's good enough to finish. It's interesting, but I don't have anything like to say about it. Fate Stay Night is what I'm really enjoying. I never could actually play through the visual novel. I didn't have the attention span. So it's nice to see like an alternate route animated over the original one. So far, this one's pretty good. I mean, the main character, Emiya Shiro, is a much bigger badass in this one. He's actually he's useful. He's not wimpy anymore? Yeah, he's actually useful in this and line. And like a womanizer? Like, oh, here's the girl. Hang back. Uh, I don't know. Like, he always... In either one, he tried to protect, and then, like, they focus on him and Saber's relationship. That's not even in this one, really. Good, because, like, that was kind of dumb. Yeah. It wasn't... Yeah, I don't know if it was dumb, but it was drawn out. It was, like, the whole second half. Whereas yeah. it could have just been one episode. Um, so that's better. But then, the, my favorite show to talk about this time, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The manliest show ever. Have you seen this at all? I have seen photos. I have seen videos of cherries on people's tongues. I haven't seen Um, that, but this show's brilliant. I I don't know what made me watch it. It was on Crunchyroll, but... So, I think first you need to watch Fist of the North Star. 
another epically manly show. With I don't Kim. know if anything could be more manly than this. Oh, I think they rate next to each other. Um, do these guys punch like people in half with one punch? <laughs> oh, that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Someone stopped like a this hat had like razor blades on it, and he stopped it. But he caught it with his hand, and he's like, "The reason I could catch this without suffering mortal injuries because I'm a true gentleman." <laughs> And the person who threw the hat's name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. R.E.O. Speedwagon. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole that's part of the joke. is, And that's actually Great. part of the problem. So they got D.O. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're all named for bands and shit. They got Dyer and his friend Straits. <laughs> they have the guy who escaped prison, Santana. <laughs> oh, my God. They have Zeleppi or Zepp- Zeppeli, which is Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. This is the most manly show I've ever seen. The main character, Jonathan Joestar, and I think his like grandson will be the main character because they're going to do a time skip. I've only, I'm only four episodes in, but are you watching Crusaders? Or are you watching like the original? Because it's like that's the thing. Like this show has been around since like the '80s. I'm watching the original story, but redone. Like it was made in 2012, but it's supposed to just be. So what is it? That's not the Stardust Crusader. No, no, it's the one before Stardust Crusade. Okay, is it dubbed or anything? No, it's subbed. It's, it's subbed. Yeah, I, I'm really liking okay. it. Okay, like I, I think I'm gonna have to go watch this then. Tell me where you're watching it, and it's on yeah. Crunchyroll. Is it? And they have all the season, all the new seasons. Yeah, yeah. But, but the one I'm watching is just a reboot of the one from the '80s. So like, you okay. don't miss out on any story by just starting this one on oh, the cool. first season. Because I want to go watch this manliness. Everyone always talks about it, but oh my god, never seems... have I seen something so manly. He was raised by his father to become the ultimate gentleman, <laughs> and they're like, like some aristocratic family, like the Waynes, I guess, would be in Batman, and they adopt like. This this evil guy named Dio, yeah, it's great. And so they like struggle all through their childhood against each other, and they have this confrontation. And it has vampires in it. I don't even know where it's going. <laughs> Dio has this mask that turns people into vampires. Oh my god, it's it's so good. Uh, I can't even the, the amount of one liners and like epic punches, and they play like rugby too. Oh my god, the show just oozes manliness. Oh, that's great. Gotcha. I, I'm going to have to check this out. It's especially good because, like, I also like things not in modern times. That makes me sound like a hipster. But the point is, like, it's the beginning of it's supposed to take place in, like, mid-century England. So, like, on horses and have, like, weird aristocratic outfits and stuff. It's 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 amazing. How many episodes is the show? 26. Okay, it's the first bad. season, and then they have, like, the Stardust one. I just get nervous, because, like, the shows like this are like, oh, they're 90 episodes. They walk around punching things forever. I think if you count both seasons, it's 50, but... Okay. But this one's just 26, and... Oh, my God, it's so good. I... I... I, I want to watch more right now. <laughs> and I will. Fuck you guys. Yeah, REO Speedwagon, best character. He becomes... <laughs> Joseph Joestar's best friend. That's great. Uh, great. Is there a manly intro? Oh my god, yeah, there is. Should I, should I look it up? Yeah. Okay, let's see. I'm pretty sure all of them are manly, but... Let's see. Uh, what is it? Um, Jojo Bizarre Jojo, Adventure. Yeah. Jojo Bizarre Adventure. Oh, there you go. 
Pretty much everything in this show is manly. Medley. Oh, here we go, full up. There's punching sounds in the intro. Oh, They're chanting JoJo. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. It's All great. Right. They do like he, that guy, a singer or whatever, does like this opera about JoJo for the opening. It's great. You'll have to listen when you start. It's it's amazing. I will. I've watched nothing except what I except what we're reviewing. So yeah, you watch more of it than I did because I had to skip ahead to finish in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip ahead of nothing. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that was that. We're gonna get right into the in, into the review though, because uh, screw DVD picks. DVDs came out. Yep. They came out. We'll talk about them next time. All right. Madoka Magica. The movie three. So. <laughs> the movie three. The movie three. It's like Mighty Ducks. Um. So there was a twelve episode TV. And then uh, they came out. This is kind of unique. And they, they all got North American, like, theater dates. Well, quite a few locations, actually. Um, yeah, and then the turnaround for the dub was quick, too, I remember. Yeah. Well, it took about a year and a half to get about to get the... Uh, to get the third get, one, but the first one was done pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just trying to get the TV show, though, took forever. Oh yeah, the TV show. Because I remember the first time I heard about it was when they were in the process of dubbing it. Because they like live streamed them doing the first episode, or they aired the first episode separate. Yep. This is when I was first getting into anime, so it's kind of a cool story. But uh, I heard about this show after I finished Full Metal, and I had no idea what it was about. But I watched like whoever. What is that? Andy Plex. They had like this live stream of interviewing the American or English voice actors for it, and they like showed the first two episodes. But then the rest were now, and you had to buy it. So I'm pretty sure I just watched it subbed. In fact, I'm positive. But it was an interesting thing for them to do. So I don't know if you remember them doing that. Yeah, I do. It was a huge thing. Um, yeah, so and... interesting anime news to tie it back into, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, so eventually they came out with these movies, and the first two were, like, recaps of the TV show. Mm-hmm. And then three is all new story, all new everything. So that's why we're reviewing the third, because why recap what we've already watched and, and whatnot. And so, reviewed. And reviewed. Did, did we review the, or the TV? I did. I did, I did. That was before my time. Way before your time. <laughs> In like 2010. That was as I was getting into anime, but I wasn't here. You, you were like, oh, I should. I think, it was a, I think it was 11. No, you must have reviewed it in 10, yeah. Because yep. when I heard about it, it was already getting dubbed. No, it was 11. It was 2011. Mm. Somewhere in that range. I know I just moved. No, it would have been 2010. You're right. Would have yeah. been late 2010. Because I landmarked by when I went to college. And that was, like, later 2011, and that's when I first heard about it, like, my first semester of college. Because that's when I first got into watching Full Metal. Gotcha. Yeah, I just moved to North Carolina. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, yeah. Times uh, have changed. Times have changed. Life moves too fast. Yep. Old man, Zach. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta change the intro. Some novice anime fan, I'm practically a dinosaur now. Yes, you've watched four years. 
Actually, I've heard the average anime fan is like two years. And then they fall out of it. Hmm. I, I've survived the bell curve. I've yep. I'm up to 129 shows watched. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I broke 2,000 episodes. Dang. Yeah, I am up to like 225, so... And that's over like eight years of watching. Uh-huh, 2007. I, I will become the master. <laughs> you will. 2006 or 2007 I started watching. It was 2006. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Uh, we're getting off topic. Anywho, um, Madoka Magic came out with three movies, and now we're reviewing the third because it's all new stuff. So, everyone's here. Mommy, Saika, Madoka, Kyoko, all of them are there. And, uh, it's really weird, though. So, they're, like, super happy. To the point where, like, there's one scene where, like, Madoka is walking to school... And it's almost, they go back to like, almost shot for shot, the scene where they're getting ready in the morning, the mom and Madoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where she does all her makeup. Her and together. Yeah, I was like, god damn. I'm like, what? am I watching, am I watching the right one? <laughs> Is um, this the rehash? Yeah, exactly. So, there's one point where they're like super fucking happy and to the point where like Madoka's walking in the middle and like Sayaka and Ryoko are like chasing each other around Madoka like running in a fucking circle <laughs> I'm like how do you not reach each other like they're running around she's just like oh you guys <laughs> I, I had to yeah I skipped like to play yeah, and in. is there too um so eventually like they go in battle and I swear to Christ this movie was meant just for the fucking visuals because the visuals were just... Oh, my God. I think everyone has to take acid before they, like, animate. Um, <laughs> I like the dandelions with, like, mustaches. Yeah, and, like, with all the doors, like, they have a lot of shutter effects. Like Shutter effects and, of, like, like, layers. It's like an cogs. seizure. Yes. I was thinking to myself, especially during the uh, the gunfight. I was like, how many people had seizures in the theater during this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but it's yeah. like internet's so bad here. I had to watch it in 360p. Oh. I couldn't even appreciate the beautiful visuals. It was like so blocky. Very, it was very yeah, blocky during the gun scene because it was too quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad. Um, but yeah, so like eventually uh, Hamura like, joins the class. But they've already been all magical girls at this point. So I'm like, what What the fuck? Why Why is she, like, being reintroduced for the first time? But they clearly, mar- you know, say, oh, we're all magical girls at this point. They they show out their little ring and all that crap that they wear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what What the heck? You know, this doesn't, this doesn't seem right. Like, what's going on? Um, And it turns out, like, they've been imprisoned in, like, this false world because they predominantly show mommy she's dead spoilers you know it's been <laughs> five years yeah, if we um, didn't make it to episode three yeah exactly but i mean you know she's famously dead mm-hmm. um so it's like what what is she doing back you know and i was almost starting to think like well shit should i have watched the second video uh the second movie because like i'm thinking to myself like did something happen so you know, yeah. 
So And then her pet. Yeah, and I, she had this weird killed her. Yeah. She had this weird pet named Bebe, which made me think of the have you ever heard the movie Bebe's Kids? No. <laughs> it's like an animated movie from the nineties about like I, I don't know. I just remember it was like the kids they all grew up in the hood or something. Mm. And uh I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Charlotte, like the sweet witch that killed her. Yes. Mm. Yep. But she was good or a pet or something. So yeah, so her pet is Charlotte, the monster who yeah, you're exactly right, who killed her. <laughs> So, so clearly something isn't right. Yeah, and he like speaks gibberish. And then Q-Bay sounds like Pikachu. <laughs> and he's like, Q, Q, Q. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Because like, he talks, yeah, he talks through the whole Yeah, he series. talks, exactly. I'm like, why isn't he talking? <laughs> why is he making Q? Everyone can't speak. They're mute. Yeah, like Q-Bay is like a house pet at this point. So like I said, uh, Hamara... Starts like putting two and two together, and eventually it's found out like, oh, we're in some kind of alternative like world, like where mommy exists and and uh, you know we're meant to just be here. You know everything is you know happy. There's still magical girls, but they don't fight witches anymore. Yeah, they and, kind of just do nothing. Yeah. And what starts happening is, like, everyone except, like, the main character's faces, like, start turning red and, like, eventually things start changing and it's like, what the fuck? So, um, Hamura, you know, starts figuring out what's going on and, you know, thinks that, like, the little monster pet of Mommy's has something to do with it. So she freezes time and we get this epic, epic scene of, like... Mommy versus Hamura. And it's fucking epic. Yeah, it is. It's like the Matrix. Yes. Um I really like that final end where they've got where they're just kind of out of breath and they got all, all the bullets just kind of fucking frozen in thin air and you see all the bullet trails. Mm-hmm. And then they stand perfectly still and it's like they they you know, time unfreezes. Ah, oh, it was epic. Um, so, eventually it, it turns into Hamura trying to, like, break them out of this, this, you know, false world. Um, essentially it's, they call it a labyrinth where, you know, some witch did this to them. Um, so it, it's them trying to figure out who and why it's happening. And really she's the only one who knows because everyone else, I don't know, would you say they're there? Because, like, Sayaka shows up. Like, I can even go as far as saying, like, Mommy doesn't exist in this world. Like, she's just, like, a figment of the imagination. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... Whereas, like, yeah. Yeah, where Sayaka's like, oh, I know what's up. And then the red-haired girl. Ryoko, yeah. She, she, like, finds her way in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mommy's just made up. Yeah. So, um, what did you think? I don't want to, like, spoil, like, the huge plot points. I thought it was great. I'm still processing. I'm, like, reading this wiki, 
And when it's something I don't understand, I generally, like, will give it credit. Because I don't think I'm dumb in, like, interpreting movies, so... I like movies that make you think, and as long as it has enough theory behind it that it wasn't just crazy to confuse you, I give movies a lot of credit that can confuse me, so... Like, I'm just reading this, and here's a cool point they make. It says that prior to the movie events at the beginning of the anime series, the universe's first aesthetic... Or, I don't think aesthetic, atheistic? But the Maho Shoujo system was in place and there was no concept of hope. It was ruled by despair. So fair enough. You get that impression from the TV show, right? Yep. And then after the anime series ended, the universe went into a transformation and became monoistic. Madoka became the concept of hope in God and put in place the law of cycles. Okay. Rebellion expands the universe by transforming it once again and introducing a dualism system in its place. If Madoka represents the concept of hope or selfless love, then Homura represents the concept of true love or self- selfish love. That is very true. So there's like a million things like this, and they even relate it to all the songs. Like, let's see. Colorful by Claris, which yep. I guess is at the beginning. Yep. Four girls are dancing and having fun. Homura won't join in. She only reaches her hand to grasp her Madoka's. Madoka's hand turns to sand, and she stands alone in the desert area with a throne, um, showing the deceiving of God and her taking the place as the devil. Damn. There's so many, like... Did you find, like, the wiki for the spoilers? No, but still, like, that... Man, just... I can't believe how much thought, like, went into this. Well, just look at this page. So much thought. So let's see. Um, let's see. Homura takes over Madoka's uh, responsibilities and her powers, replacing the law of cycles with her own rules. Technically, Homura dethroned Madoka, ending her era of reign, hence the title of Rebellion. While Homura addresses the devil by fans and fan subs, the official translation for what Homura calls herself at the end of the movie is Demon. Yeah. She calls herself a demon because she sees herself as an existence that opposes God. Well, okay, at this point, let's just fucking go through it then, because this is the whole point I was trying to avoid talking about, so fuck it. Either you're listening to this because you've never seen it, or you're listening to this because you've seen the movie. Even if I explain it, it would be enjoyable, and you still wouldn't be able to figure it out. Yeah, okay, so eventually, Hamura figures out she is the witch that's doing all this, and wants to put an end to it. And so she starts experimenting with like, okay, uh, for example, her her gem, st- uh, what what the fuck is that thing called? The her, her gem case or whatever, you know, like they only be a hundred meters away, and then they turn into what was it? Nothing. Yeah. They just they, their soul leaves. For a soul gem or whatever. Soul gem. That's it. And she was able to you know, not do that, and the world was getting, like, all fucked up because she'd, like, you know, go to places that hadn't been created yet. So, eventually, she figures out, oh, it's her, so I gotta kill myself. And, um, Mm -hmm. she eventually becomes, like, the girls are, like, there to save her, to see Madoka again, and she ends up, like, coming back to life and grabbing Madoka and, like, Basically sucking her into this new world. Meanwhile, Cube is like expounding on like crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But yeah, so now she's evil, and she creates this whole new world where it's almost like back to normal. And everyone, all the main characters know it's like the fucked up world, but they're even like, you gotta play it straight. You don't want Madoka to hate you. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just so many good things in this wiki. To, to interrupt, there are a lot of grim fairy tale illusions. Homura's sleeping beauty, the pumpkin carriage that picks her up when she tries to kill herself, and all the clocks stuck at 12 when it catches on fire. My god. Illuminati. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, this is just... Uh, I mean, I'm not this smart. Yeah, I, be... I watch these shows and I just watch them for the, like the overall plot and story. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Well, I then mean, the this... whole last forty minutes of this made no sense to you. Then, well, it did, but it like it kind of smacks you with it, so you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah, but it's I nothing felt, to I this felt the same way though. It's nothing to this depth. I wasn't going like, oh, that pumpkin carriage represents Cinderella, and the the twelve, you know, the midnight represents, you know, remember when Purgus Night was happening? It happened at midnight, and this and that, and yeah, you know, yeah. The best connection I made is like the one I read, where it was like the first one was hopeless, and then it was hopeful, and then it was like both. Like (laughs) I got they were trying to make that point at the end because they both existed, and she said to Madoka, "Then I guess eventually you'll become my enemy." Yeah. Hinting at both of them can't exist. Yep. So, like, that was great. I'm like, I get it. But then looking at this, it's ridiculous. In Revolutionary Girl Utena, that's an older show, um, this character utters the same sentiment about the students in the world. You're like a chick that wasn't able to break its shell and grow up within it. <laughs> oh, my God. But the, the way he explained it made sense, though, with the her being encased within the, you know, whatever this thing they put him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is this is a crazy ass wiki article. So I mean, I liked the movie, although I found it kind of dull for a while. I'm glad I skipped forty minutes in, and like I skipped right to the part where Homer is like, "Something isn't right." Yeah, I mean, honestly, it made just them being happy. Yeah, I mean, granted, like when it started finally going at like what the theme and the plot of the story was going to be. It made sense after the fact. I was like, oh, now I get why it, you know. Yeah, the exact feeling you felt was what they're trying to make the fans feel is like something's not right. Yeah, like, yeah, you but. You feel like you missed but something. You didn't. Yeah, because yeah, it was little things. Um, you know, I'm like, well, why the fuck does she have a pet? Why isn't QA talking? <laughs> what the fuck, you know? Why are they repeating scenes I've already seen? You know, why is mommy back? But on the other hand, it was almost felt like old Modoka. You know, like oh, we're back to happiness. Before she was a, before she was a, you know, magical girl. But she, you know, obviously she's a magical girl now. But yeah, it's one of those kind of things where I was just kind of like, what the hell? And I felt like it kind of drug on. To be honest, I mean, forty minutes of this shit was like, oh, okay, get to it. Fuck. I, I, I did get a little bored. I'll, I'll admit. Mm. I was entertained, but. Maybe I skipped the boring part. You gotta skip 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, after it was all said and done, I get why it was done, but oh my god, the, 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 the movie, the visuals, just the, the, oh my god. 
The crazy worlds that I always remember from the show were like spot on back, you know, from the show. And, uh, yeah, I really, really like that. I really, really like the music. Um, oh, yeah, the music was good. It was I, very like a. Uh, orchestra. I love the orchestral. Mm hmm. Fate's Day Night has similar music, too. Yeah. But fuck, that dub. I am sorry. The TV dubbed. Sounded so much better than this movie dub. Mm, yeah, Psych, I felt uh, like and the other red-haired girls sounded off. Well, that like Homer sounded fine. I thought. Yeah, but I just felt like there was no emotion in their voice. Mm. Why are you doing this? <laughs> no, don't do that. I was like, "Fuck my life." I don't. I just. I just. I like the. The, the the dub of the show. But I, I don't know, but this this movie dub just felt really it felt flat. I didn't feel like there was much genuine emotion. Mm. That just is my two cents though. I'm just I'm just blown away by all the thought if all this philosophy thought was put into it. Cause I learned a little bit about Nietzsche near Nietzsche in like philosophy class and it, apparently Homer says the same line he does this is a long line well with magical girls thrown in but escaping into this impossible world abandoning the responsibility to fight race such weakness I'll never forgive magical girls and he says the same but with like people and fighting each other but then it says uh, Homer says this farce is just making light of Monica's sacrifice and Nietzsche says God's sacrifice I won't forgive this and then the dolls in the background are chanting God eats tote, which is God is dead, which is the name of Nietzsche's work. <laughs> wow. I was wondering what the hell they were saying. They're chanting something, yeah, but it's German, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of the stuff takes after German Yeah, poetry. so apparently it's, Nietzsche saw nihilism as the outcome of repeated frustrations in the search for meaning, much like Homer's repeated frustrations in trying to save Madoka. In the end, she wasn't able to because she, like Monica, ultimately sacrificed herself. So this was the like end result of her wish to save her. Some deep stuff there. Yeah. Well, even when she says, uh, you know, I guess the way I kind of felt when she was like, well, you're going to be my enemy someday too. You know, I, I kind of felt like, okay, this is her giving up once and for all. Like, it's a lost cause and she could try over and over and over and over and over again. But at the end of the day... You know, the same thing's going to keep happening repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a lost cause at this point. Even though even though she's done all this and then more, you know. I was going to say, she, she didn't doing. give up when it was like a lost cause the first time and she had to do it a million times. Yeah. But this time she took it, you know, like, in my opinion, like a million times steps further. Like, you know, now she, you know, became the witch and became, you know, evil incarnate. Right. Yeah, from my own interpretation of it. I almost thought they were getting kind of into, like, you know, God versus the devil. Like, you know, the Christianity of, you know, oh, well, you know, God does all this stuff. and But then the devil makes you do, you know, evil things. And there was a battle. And I, I thought maybe they were going that route. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because one of the parts that says the teacher makes a reference to the upcoming important holiday in a foreign land. And if you look at the character, or the calendar, it says November. And it's highly possible that she's referring to November 28th. 
the Hanukkah comet or the Jewish holidays and the return of the biblical savior, a.k.a. Madaka. Oh, God damn it. Here I thought it was Christmas. <laughs> I was just talking about Santa Christmas. Claus. Santa. Oh, fucking ass. November. Suck. Can't be Christmas. See, I want to see. I, this is why I hate with being fucking. Uh, I, I don't look for this shit. I mean. I, I just uh, watched the I don't movie. Think anyone and, does. I think it's for the rewatch value. Now I kind of want to rewatch it because I skipped 40 minutes. But even if I would have watched it the first time, I wouldn't have looked at the calendar date. It probably wasn't even translated. It probably would have just been written in Japanese still. Maybe. But, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, I have like a hell. huge write-up on like different interpretations of it. Yeah, we'll post, I'll post this in the, in the show notes. Um, it's a good time. Watch it and then think about philosophy. <clears throat> I see. I didn't. I didn't. I don't get <laughs> shit about philosophy, man. I went to school for computers, and I took zero philosophy classes. In English, it was like read Catcher in the Rye, and you know what I mean. Like, I didn't take fancy pads like advanced right. English. Mm-hmm. It's like know where your commas go. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I still don't know. I use too many. Ah. <sighs> But yeah. The official title for Homura's new form is Akuma Homura. Akuma means devil or demon. It's yeah. a pun on Akemi. Oh my god. Jesus. This is ridiculous. Yeah. See, now you keep mentioning more and more of this, like, I feel stupider and stupider. Like, how many people, like, caught this or, like, got so. De- I would love to know, like, did anybody watch this movie for the sake of, like, holy shit, more Madoka? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like,. Damn. The blimps likely symbolize Homer's search for truth as they start appearing a little before she begins to doubt this world and more pop up over the course of the movie until they come crashing down once she discovers the truth and the search is over. See, I like, thought it uh, was like just like they're making like a uh, Hindenburg reference. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or waiting for like a good I thought year. it was Big Brother. Big Brother's watching. <laughs> or that something. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck all these blimps? But see, that's the thing. Like, we just saw so much crazy shit in like every world. Like, you just kind of like, okay, they're there. Like, they had the marching, like, I almost thought kind of like Russian soldiers. Yeah. How they march with the goose step or yeah, what do you call it? Be dolls that she played with as a child, symbolizing her innocence, her fall from innocence. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ! Everything's symbolism. And then it says, during the scene where Homura talks to Sayaka, after, I did notice this, but after the latter saves, I didn't interpret it like this, saves the former from Mommy, they come to a four-way intersection, right? So they're talking like in that city thing. Yeah, yeah. And stand across from each other. Sayaka's in front of the area that is blue, while Homura's in front of the area that is red. While in between them on the other intersection is the color green. The blue like represents law and order, Sayaka's character, while the red represents chaos. And the green represents the balance between the two. Red, green, and blue are also the colors your eyes used to see, and could be a representation that Homer wasn't seeing clearly, as she was only looking from the one red perspective. My god. <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, talk about going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Wow. This is like, we should have watched this in my ethics class. We're watching this show. Like, we reference The Matrix a lot because it has, like, a few underlying themes and yeah. it's nine hours long. But this, this had, like, ten times as much in. An like, hour and two yeah, hours. In two hours. Well, Actually, hour I would say half, really. an hour and, yeah, like, an the hour. It was just bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'm gonna read this whole thing and then rewatch the movies. Man, you know, all I wanted to do was a goddamn review. <laughs> I just wanted to see the cool gun battle and then some Yuri action. Yeah, I was waiting for like the lesbian. Discipline. Yeah, that's what I was in for. They got like. I don't know. Didn't they say like Sayaka and the red-haired guy? I was forgetting Kyogo. Yeah, we're, li- we're living together. Yep. There you go. Just think about what it implies. Think of the symbol, the deep ethical symbolism there. <sighs> Dang it. Okay. Well, if you've seen the show, what did you think? I want to hear your opinions because I just was like, cool, new Madoka. And a new story. And then the last 30 minutes were just mindfuck. Yeah, and craziness and, and and stuff. And I got, like, the bare bones, basic stuff. Like, now yeah, there's two things, and they represent opposite things. But, my God, like, the whole transformation of the universe, I was lost. Does it say anything about her transformation? Like, uh, you, I don't know, did you, did you see the transformation sequences? Uh, no. Okay, well, they were weird. Okay. Anyway, what do you give this? What do you give it? Um. Hmm. This is like our worst episode ever. I hate you now. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> People want to know, but I, I find ethics interesting. So ethics. I really liked it. Nine out of ten. Nine. Oh wow. I'm giving it a seven. Not because it's bad or, you know, stuff like that. It's just, I felt some stuff just really, really drug on, and that dub just, oh, it was awful. Um, but what if the sub's good? It's not fair to judge the material with the seven if the, if the sub is good. Well, how am I going to know? I don't speak Japanese. So it could be like. Well, whose worst... fault is that if you weren't lazy? <laughs> hey, you're right. Shut up. <laughs> I look at it like this. They could be like the worst Japanese dub ever. And I'm like, oh, God, it's not so genuine. Hmm. Like, ah, stupid Americans. No, I agree. Like, from my actual enjoyment slash understanding, I would have to give it, like, a six or a seven. Like, I enjoyed it less than the show. Like, the show made sense to me. Yeah. But I would also rate it higher. That's where the nine comes in. Like, if all of this was intentional, then it was one of the better pieces of, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like philosophical commentary, so I give whoever wrote it a ton of credit if this was intended. But the actual like production value, like you said, the dub and like the drawn out beginning was probably slightly better than average worthy, like six or seven. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, now that I've seen it, it makes sense. But it's just like, oh, come on, just get get on with the story. And I, I I really wonder too. Like, was this supposed to be like the ultimate goal of of the, the the TV series because I mean the way it ends it leaves that gaping huge hole of and what mm-hmm. next but then this kind of wraps it up so I'm wondering like was this the ultimate goal you know that they plan on making a movie or or you know I'd be I'd be interested in seeing how this whole story came about like was this something that was already written in the manga or whatever? Oh, no, sorry, there was no manga. This was an original work. So what am I thinking? Um, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean, though? Um, I really wonder, like, was this the plan overall? Because, I mean, I really like Hamura as a character, but when it's all said and done, you're like, holy shit, I don't know if I can root for her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she's really likable because, like, 
she went through so many bad things to try to save Madoka constantly, like, repeating time. And you're like, well, she's the ultimate hero, because all Madoka has to do is fire her bow once and undo things, right? Yeah. That's not heroic so much, it's just she's the only one with the power. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it's probably more philosophy. Probably the, somewhere in there is like her Monica shooting the ball represents. Yeah. Of, well, it would be like, does Monica's sacrifice mean as much if it was so easy? Whereas like Homer deserves it more. She went through so much. Selfish. Yeah, she should be able to create the world differently. Whereas Monica doesn't really deserve that. She like brushed her teeth in ten episodes and then <laughs> fired a bow <laughs> and cried a lot. Uh huh. Uh, you you go read your little synopsis. Actually, there is actually a really good video on YouTube. Um, uh, I forget who it's by. Basically, it's called the series is called Did You Know Anime. It's a take on like Did You Know Gaming or Did You Know You Know. It's that series where they they really kind of dig pre- deep. <laughs> yeah, they dig deep into it into a, like a game series or a or a show or whatever. In this case, it's called Did You Know Madoka Magica. And it, they go into, you know, hey, in the TV show, there's tons of German, you know, the tons of German, here's what the poem is, and this, you know, it goes pretty deep. It's it's a pretty interesting watch. It just recently came out not too long ago. Um, check it out if you want to know more. Like, this is definitely a show where it's like, yeah, it's super duper duper deep. And I am not smart. I am not a smart person when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I will freely admit that. When I watch an anime, I watch it for the story that's given to me, and I don't think too much into it that far ahead. Like JoJo, I watch it for the manliness. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there the, you go. The shonen, dude. The shonen, like, hmm, Dio is punching the air. Yeah. This must represent his hate for glitter. <laughs> and... Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, it's something you can easily relate to. It's like, this guy was wronged by someone. Yeah, exactly. He he needs to get stronger and kick his ass. This is why I watch pro wrestling. Maybe pro wrestling has ruined me. I watch pro wrestling. Maybe you can only see simple wrestling plots now. Exactly. Like, what? He stole the belt? Oh, he better (laughs) kick his ass. (laughs) Well, at the end, Homura steals the belt from Madoka, transferring the god title of... Oh, she's the ultimate champion. Yeah, see, now you understand. (laughs) (laughs) It makes so much sense. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so yeah, I give it a six, or I mean, what did I give it? A seven? Seven. Seven. I don't even fucking remember anymore. I'd probably give it the same, but I want to give it higher. I would say you should give it an 8.5. Because you said, hey, if I took it on the merits of just plan on watching it, six... But because you enjoyed it so much with the philosophy and all the meaning and all that jazz, you gave it a nine. Well, we'll kind of meet in the middle, eight point five. Yeah. So if or my at least or at least an eight. If my enjoyment isn't just from watching it, but discussing it and reading about it after, then it accomplished this job because I really enjoyed the idea of it. So. Oh man. Well, definitely, I can see where this gets a lot of rewatch value. Then. Yeah. Now I want to watch the movies because, like, I was going to rewatch the show. Hmm. But I think now I'll just rewatch all three movies back to back and see if that it makes more sense the second time. Well, report back because I am not going to do that. All right, you got to watch JoJo and the manly punching <sighs> yes, so, so you can understand it. Yes, I mean I just what does the left hook mean versus the uppercut? Yeah, why just the saw hat and stab someone in the leg? <laughs> the saw hat. It's, it's great. Uh, it's like odd job, but it has like a yeah, it's an original odd job. 
Yeah, it's it's odd job basically. I think is what they're going for, but it looks like a battle bot. It has like a million saws on it. <laughs> Fucking love anime. <laughs> Damn Mario uh, Speedwagon. <laughs> Damn me to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our. I don't know if I want to call it a review. That is our discussion this week. Yeah, please continue the discussion on our website. Bonsaibeat.com. You can also find our entire review catalog of varying degrees um, at Bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. And if you didn't check out last week's episode, I ought to say that was probably my one of my favoritest reviews to do. Perfect Blue was our last episode that we reviewed. And... Oh, I, I, and just, I think unlike this one, that was some good work. That was a good review. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, there was a lot to think about in that episode, or in that, in the movie, but it wasn't so, uh, the symbolism wasn't there. Yeah. It was, it's, but it was something wasn't, we like, could work out talking to each other rather than the wiki. Yeah, like, I feel like Madoka has a lot of visual symbolization, and you're supposed to be like, oh, that represents this and the word she's saying you know oh it's a boom no perfect blue is just a complete mind fuck and you're like whoa what the fuck but you can relate to like real life right do you do, do you agree yeah well you can relate to her character more like there's no way i can relate to home because i don't live in a witch universe and i don't <laughs> understand the weird girl. mustache meatball symbolism no 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 those weren't meatballs they were dandelions god damn it they were they were puffy and they were white. What are dandelions? Or not dandelions? What? Are, what do you? What? They're dead dandelions. They turn into little puffball things. Uh, what are those those's, called? Those have to be still dandelions. Are they? Okay. They can't change what flower they are just because they become white. Well, they die and they turn into those puffy things, and yeah, you can blow on them. Mean. Yeah, that's what happened when they were talking in the in like the they dandelion sp- patch, I guess. They, they spread their seed. But, like, in part of it, like, meatballs were rolling out of the gate and, like, running people over. I don't know. <laughs> it was right after they showed the mustache things. Like, it came uh, out and, like, a bunch of meatballs went flying. Fucking Meatwad from Aquapinogra Force just shows up. What the <laughs> fuck? It might have made more sense at that point. Like, I had no idea what was going on. <sighs> and then her, like, oh, my God. There was even more symbolism on the wiki. It was, like, when half of her face slides off when she's the witch, it's the symbolism of losing your teeth, a.k.a. the, the like, bite in your life, the motivation to go on. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> like, she's who, lost who re- half her face. Yeah, I was going to say, who refers to it as the bite in your life? The bite Like, in- that's a stretch of symbolism. You're like, you know that feeling when yeah. you're encouraged? The yeah. bite of your life? Yeah, that's what? the first thing I think of. I'm like, yeah. oh, man. Like, pumped up? No, that's the bite of my life. <laughs> uh, I think we just found a uh, episode title. Bite of your life. Bite of your life. My Doka Magica story. Yep. Alright. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, leave us feedback. Leave us iTunes feedback. Uh, Stitcher, we're on that. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, everybody. See you next time. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. 
While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.